Hello, I'm Brittany. And I'm Beth. And this is Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I introduce my sister to the wonderful world of role-playing games. Do you know what we're talking about today, Beth? No. It is spooky season, as the TikToks keep telling me. Mm-hmm. So I'm pulling out another one from the Cypher System category. Stay Alive. Yes, it's Cypher Systems Stay Alive White Book. On the back it says, build an entire campaign battling Lovecraftian cults or surviving the zombie apocalypse. Run a one-shot that pits the players against masked slashers, crawling xenomorphs, or sinister spirits, or get the most fun out of your lich, queen, and her minions. Stuff like that. It goes through all the subgenres of horror, such as, uh, well, like I said, slasher films, classic vampires, Psychological thrillers, monster invasions, zombie apocalypses, and uh, hauntings and demons. Oh, I'll go into more detail about what they actually cover. All the genres this book could use. It also gives you the rules to build your own campaign. It has an encyclopedia of cipher system horror mechanics from the core rulebook, which you will also need to play this. It also has rules for the last survivor situation. It also has a way for your dead PCs to help out the living PCs as a ghost. Hallucinations, possessions, secret twists, and uh, backup characters for genres of high body counts. It has dozens of creatures, artifacts, and ciphers. A complete horror setting. It also comes with three short cipher, uh, what they call cipher shorts. They are adventures, short adventures for your little settings, or for your setting of Monsters of the Night. I'm going to go into the setting that they give you, but first I want to tell you about the genres that this book can handle. Uh, not just horror, but all the sub-genres. Uh, it can cover aliens, like, and the example is, well, alien franchise. They live. The Thing, which I love The Thing. I watched The Thing the other day. I never watched it. Apocalyptic, the end of the world, struggles of the last survivors. And they give you a Bird Box, A Quiet Place, and The Road. Bird Box and A Quiet Place, I did not like. I never watched The Road. They also say zombies can fit into this pretty well, into the apocalyptic one. Well, duh. Yeah. Body horror, like District 9, The Fly in... Is it, what does that say? I got it highlighted. I can't tell. Video drone. Okay, if I zoom in, I can see it. Only one I've ever heard of is the fly. I've heard of both of them. Like uh, District 9, I watched it with a friend one time when it first came out years ago. I was in school. Child protagonists. Obviously, the children are protagonists. And the examples is Caroline and It and Stranger Things. I forgot Caroline even involved children. And then you got clowns. <laughs> I like the clown genre. It, the Joker. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is very popular this year. I went to Spirit of Halloween, and there are everywhere. I guess it's because that video game's coming out about them soon. Oh, I didn't know that. I was wondering why they kept popping up. Yeah, that's why. Because I honestly didn't care much. I like the movie. movie. I, I bought the movie. I watched it once, and it was okay, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I get you. It, a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> but that's the point. Clowns. Then we got comedy horror, which is my favorite. Yes. Uh, you get Evil Dead 2, Shaun of the Dead, What We Do in the Shadows. All of those are great. Every one of them. Mm. Creepy Kids. You get Children of the Corn, The Omen, Village of the Damned. There's going to be a lot of these subgenres before I go into the other parts of it, just so you know. But I want to cover them all because I like, I like to mention the references. It makes us have other conversations about them. Cryptids, The Babadook, The Mothman Prophecies, Troll Hunter. I never heard of that last one. But we have heard of The Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> And the Babadook. We've heard of both of those. I'm looking up the Troll Hunter. And what have you found of your Google eyes? A group of students from Volda University College set out to make a documentary about a suspected bear poacher. I guess it's a troll instead. I'm assuming so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It might be really good if this book mentions it. Or either that or they just had a difficult time finding. Yeah. See, I'd never heard of the Babadook. 
I thought it was just a movie. <laughs> I guess it's a British thing. Uh, it's. I think it said Canada and UK. Yeah. Okay. Then you got dark magic and the occult, evil spells, uh, nefarious religious organizations, and cursed objects. Hereditary. The Shadow Over Innsmouth and The Wicker Man. I know of one of those. I've seen Shadow Over Innsmouth, and I'm, I never even knew The Wicker Man was anything. I thought it was. I just I've of, heard of The Wicker I Man, of, but uh, I yeah. haven't heard of any of the others. Um, I don't know what they are. And then we got degenerates, individuals, families, or groups that uh, practice human cannibalism. The Descent, The Road, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I never knew they were cannibals, and I never watched The Road, so I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what The Road is. I don't think The ch- uh I don't think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is But they clearly are but a degenerate do, family in some way or another. Yes, okay. and they do use the skin as masks. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Demons. Okay. You got Exorcist, Fallen, and Hellraiser. I quite liked Hellraiser. I'm actually excited. <clears throat> I think they're making a new Exorcist movie, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about believe, that. Yeah. <laughs> they also said 1998 Fallen. So I don't know if there's another one or if it's just so niche that nobody would know what it was if they didn't look it up. Never heard of it. Yeah, that's what I said. They probably put 1998 there so people know to look it up and they'll find it. Uh, Doppelgangers. Uh, You got Annihilation, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and Moon. I've heard of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I've heard of it. I don't know if I've watched it or not. I have. Ghosts. You got Poltergeist, The Ring, and The Sixth Sense. I've watched all of those. I have too. Those are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Gothic Horror. Can you name any of those? Dracula, Frankenstein, the fall of the House of Usher. <laughs> what is that? I didn't know you had the book in front of you, and I was going to see if you could even guess some of them, but I, clearly you cheated when you started reading the last one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was reading these before you even started. Yeah, I have no idea what the fall of the House of Usher is. I thought Usher was a singer. Oh, okay. I don't know how it involves gothic horror, though. Well, maybe Usher fell in a house. Haunting. Okay, I thought that was part of the ghost thing, but the Amityville Horror, the others, Durr of Echoes. I've heard of the others. I don't think I've watched it. You've watched it. it. It's the, the one where family thinks their old British manor is haunted and kind of find out they're the ghosts. Oh, maybe. If so, I like that one. Yeah. Spoiled a movie. Um, <laughs> A great deal of it. I think it's the others. J-Horror and K-Horror, which I try to watch sometime, but I'll be honest, it's... Mm-mm. Not, Not always for me. It's Japanese and Koreans take on horror genre. And there's things like Dark Water, Juon, and Old Boy. I hated Old Boy. Never heard of it. Okay. You can ask Scott about it later. I normally don't even bother trying to watch these because I've tried to watch so many in the past that, and I just, they're not for me. Yeah. I find them no interest whatsoever. Killer Toys, Child's Play, Poltergeist. Tales from the Hood. That does not sound like it should be a killer toys. It is. Um, also, I ought to put Puppet Master in there, but they apparently didn't do that. Hmm. Lovecraftian. Now, that's going to have some interesting ones, isn't it? Uh, the Dunwich Horror. The Whisper in the Darkness. Whisperer, not Whisper. Machines and Robots. The Matrix. The Terminator. And the Borg from Star Trek The Next Generation, which are the ones I like the most out of this whole category here. That's if you want to take the space genre, the Stars of Fire mm-hmm. white book, and mix it with this one to make a space horror game. You can also mix the aliens in there too, surely, the xenomorphs. It don't say that, but that's what I would do. I would mix match them too to get the rules for the, and it's easy to do with software system. That's part of the appeal. Uh, mummies. Bethy, explain to me the descriptions for the mummies. Preserved and reanimated corpses, usually Egyptian, fraught with curses and strange abilities, and the only example is the mummy, which is telling me we need to make a mummy movie besides the mummy. No, explain what it says under examples exactly. Various films called 
the mummy. There's a lot of them. They're just all <laughs> called the same thing. <laughs> Psychological horror. That's not my kind of horror. Emotional and mental kind of stuff. The Shining, The Silence of the Lambs, and Silent Hill. Silent Hill wasn't It's a that video bad. game. It was also a video oh, game. Oh, well, I... Don't um, know about the game, but the movie. Now, The Shining, it was a little psychological, but I, it was more There's ghosty and slasher. There's so than, many better Stephen King options. Uh, Revenant, Someone Returns from the Dead, American Gods, that right there is a good show and an even better book, just so you know. The Creep Show and The Revenant. I've never watched The Revenant. Never heard of any of them. Okay. American Gods, you have. You watched it with me, Beth. I don't remember it. Uh, yes. Science Gone Wrong. Oh, I watched this last night. The Island of Dr. Moreau. Scanners. Stranger Things. That's the second time Stranger Things come up. Simulacra. Independent living things created by artificial means like genetic engineering, cadaver surgery, or exploratory cloning. Alien Resurrection, Blade Runner, and Frankenstein. Slashers. Murderous Maniacs. I like that, how how they explained them. The Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Halloween. The classics. Mm. You get The best ones. Yeah. Well, really, Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I, well, I don't care a bit about Friday the 13th or Halloween. True, true. I would rather watch um, if I wanted Jason. Over Friday the 13th? Yes. Over Halloween? Yes. Yeah, I don't care for Halloween either. If I had to pick, I'd pick Freddy. Oh, I, I will always pick Freddy first. Yeah, I always like Freddy. He's got a better sense of humor. If you're going to do horrible things like murder, at least do it in a humorous way. Yep. Survival horror. The Birds, which I used to watch a lot when I was younger with my grandma. and um, Contagion and Jaws. I like Jaws. I used to watch that with my mom, too. Yes. Never watched Contagion. Unreliable narrator. The protagonist dealing with horrific events is an unreliable narrator, perhaps due to insanity or past trauma. Beth, you can read those. You just can't read Kalarji, can you? Oh, I think I said that wrong anyway. The examples are The Cabinet of Dr. Kalargery or Kalargery. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. Which I thought was a piercing. <laughs> Memento. And the only one I've ever heard of, Shutter Island. Yeah, that's the only one I ever heard of. Is that the one with Harry Potter in it? I don't know. I only watched it once. I only watched it once, too, so yeah. I don't remember. Urban Gothic, set in an industrial and post-industrial period of history, almost exclusively taking place in modern cities. Examples, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, The Picture of Dorian Gray, The Phantom of the Opera, The Murders Attributed to Jack the Ripper. I like almost all those. What is the picture of Dorian Gray? Because Dorian... He's a man who's immortal, but if he looks at his picture, he becomes like the picture which has aged in his place. Oh. So he keeps it covered up and hidden away. Oh. Vampires. Dracula. Dracula. Nosferatu in Salem's Lot. I'm upset they did not put what we do in the shadows in here. And that is odd considering they... It was in comedy. It only belongs in comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Weird West, American Western horror, occult, fantasy, science fiction examples, The Deadlands, RPG. Wow. I'm proud of them for mentioning that. I covered that earlier, remember? In one of our first episodes. Mm -hmm. Jonah Hex comics and the movie, because I never read the comics. And Pale Rider, which I never heard of. Never heard of any of them besides Deadlands. Uh, Jonah Hex, you probably watched it when you were younger. Werewolves, The American Werewolf in London, Ginger Snaps, and Underworld. I like. Ginger Snaps. I'm okay with Underworld. I prefer the vampire side of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the American Werewolf in London. I tried to watch it and just didn't get through it. Zombies. 28 Days Later. Not my cup of tea. No. The Night of the Living Dead. It's okay. Yeah. So, and The Walking Dead, which if you... Certain one, scenes are okay. Certain scenes suck. And I never read the comic. I could not get into The Walking Dead for some reason. I, it just seemed like too much talking and not enough zombies. And most of the really bad things are humans. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to start talking about that setting, which is more of a 
theme for a setting than an actual setting. Masters of the Night. It's a mini campaign setting where the PCs are newly created vampires in the modern world. Interesting take on horror, isn't it? Without guidance or presence of more experienced vampires, the PCs have to find their place in the city and adjust to the risks and needs of being undead. And in chapter 13, Awakening, it's what it's called, has spoiler-free information for the players written as if the characters know they are now vampires. Congratulations, you're a vampire. Welcome to your second life. Things are about to get weird forever. And it's a shock to understand that you don't have to die of sickness or old age, that the supernatural exists, that your religious leaders lied to you, or that atheism might not protect you from damnation. Most people find that shocking, but not you. You're not one of these people. You've had enough bad experiences that you know how to roll with the punches. You might cling to some aspect of your former goodness as a solve to the evil you have to do now. That's fine. We all rationalize our choices, especially the ones we're uncomfortable with. But the fact is, you need to kill in order to live. Maybe you'll ease your conscience by feeding only on murderers or child molesters. Oh, that works. But those kind of people are scarce. So maybe you'll feed on gangbangers too. Oh, and skinheads. How about some old people who are going to die soon anyway? And surely nobody will miss the homeless person now and then, especially the ones that urinate on the sidewalk. Use heroin near elementary schools and scream at people outside of coffee shops. Little compromises you make with yourself because you do get hungry. I mean, I guess that's how it happens, isn't it? You slowly just start giving inch by inch and then you're just, oh, I'm a vampire now. I'm going to be one of the evil people and don't see it. I mean, all he did was pee on the sidewalk. Okay. To be fair, when I was delivering for Walmart and I would sit in the Walmart parking lot, I would see them pee on the restaurants in that area's wall outside on the wall and i'm like why wouldn't you just go into one of the many establishments here and use the bathroom someone won't let you in and i guess that's the ones they chose to pee on yeah but you can go into the walmart and use the bathroom unless you got caught stealing from there in which case i can understand then i suppose or you could just accept you're not one of the good guys at best, you're an anti-hero. At worst, you're a sympathetic villain. <laughs> I like the part of you find the people that are bad and you eat them. That's what Enras's Marius always told his fledglings. Mm-hmm. Slay the evildoer and it keeps your conscience clean for eternity. Obviously, vampires can do regu- things that regular people can't. You're more powerful than normal living humans. As a first level tier, they call it vampire. You have three blood shifts. You could choose... Um, and what they do is they ease your roles, your tasks, in whatever category of the three. Accuracy, your attack roles are better. Dexterity, healing, intelligence, resilience, uh, savant. Just take two random skills. Single attack, special ability, and strength. So you get three of those, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of extra stuff you get. Like you are stronger as a vampire, obviously. All vampires have these three abilities. Pallor, no matter what your skin tone is, You look a little more pale than you did when you were alive. You have dark circles under your eyes or stuff like that. It makes you look a little undead. And you have an undead metabolism as one of your other standard vampire skills. Your might defense rolls against disease, poison, and to hold your breath are all eased by three steps. So they're considerably easier since you really don't need those things. And your vampire bite. You grab an opponent and immediately bite them, drink their blood, whatever kind of vampire you want to be. I'm pretty sure I read. I didn't take the note. That it could be an energy vampire kind of thing if you want. Some vampires have unusual abilities uh, that go beyond superhuman endurances and reflexes. They're called gifts or powers. You could choose some of those. Like a animalist bloodline. A bloodline that gives you power over beasts. And then you got uh, the bloodline. Cognition. 
This bloodline enhances your senses, allowing you to read thoughts or perceive things invisible to humans. Morphic bloodline. This bloodline lets you change your body, grow claws, transform into a beast or a swarm of smaller creatures. That's, you know, old school vampire stuff. Presence bloodline. It gives you conscious and unconscious powers over minds, making you naturally irresistible and unnaturally intimidating or able to control others' thoughts. That's very useful. And you get the shadow bloodline, the bloodline that manipulates thoughts, illusions, reality itself to alter or hide your presence, confuses the senses of others, and and create other strange effects. So that is kind of nifty, I guess. Your city at night. It's called your city at night because instead of placing the narrative in a fictional city or a real city you might not be familiar with, the idea is that your campaign takes place in a city you'll know, like uh, your hometown, a city nearby you, or the one you live in now, perhaps. Something like that. You know the look and feel of the place, and it's easy for you and the game master to adjust it better. Yeah, but the key is to present the city through a dark, corrupt lens. Criminal gangs run by vampires control different regions, carving up turf like a savory pie skirmishing along the borders when tempers are hot and profits are down. The local politicians probably aren't vampires. It's hard to keep up the facade when you work in the sun occasionally, but they are likely on the take or in the pocket of shady businesses with ties to vampires. Hopefully the real version of your city is safe and a good place to live, and it doesn't have undead. Now, I did copy down some vampire slang, and that's why I'm only covering slight parts of the setting. It is technically a setting. There's a whole bunch of rules in here for the cities, but it's mostly just wherever you want it to be that you're familiar with, which is how I run my Fallout games. They're local. Vampire slang. Allergies. Any vampire aversion. Bat fight. Two or more vampires fighting each other. A chiller. A refrigerator used to store blood, obviously. Claim. Calling out to other vampires who you intend to feed on. A Cujo is a vampire of the animalistic bloodline ability. A Domino is a bloodmobile. Drac, or Dracula, is a vampire who gets way into the look and behavior of being a vampire. The vampire equivalent of a goth. And a fangbanger. Beth, do you know what that is? Where you get fucked by va- vampires? You like getting fucked by vampires? Um... Pretty much, but the the book puts it as a vampire groupie, someone who enjoys being bitten and having their blood taken. Yes, that's another way of putting yeah. it. Generally, it's a derogatory term. A foodie, a vampire seeks specific individuals to feed on in the interest of intensifying the experience. Fugly, a vampire with the hideous quirk. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> Lead poisoning, to kill a vampire of silver. There's tons more, but I'm just going through the ones I thought were fun. Overseason, to kill a vampire with garlic. Postferatu, a human who pretends or claims to be an actual vampire. A rat sucker, a vampire who feeds on the blood of small animals, like Louie. Aww. A reeker, a human who stinks of garlic so much that garlic-averse vampires can't approach them. Send to Florida to kill a vampire with sunlight. And a vault, it's a blood bank. <laughs> it's another one of those fairly short episodes, but it was a good for Halloween kind of episode. And we've been working on getting our internet working better so we can make better YouTube videos and maybe stream on YouTube and Twitch. I have been saying I don't want to use Twitch, but guess what? I've resorted to having to use Twitch and then it will come to YouTube later, but not live. Well, I've heard that uh, Twitch is better in some cases. I don't know. I've never been on Twitch. I've been exploring it quite a bit. I've used it before, but I never actually streamed to it. Pregnancy. This is often a very polarized topic in, in RPGs and just mentioning that an NPC is pregnant can cause strong reactions in the players, especially when they poop themselves. That's just something you did because you had warlock babies. <laughs> I guess. I don't know enough about pregnancy to know if it's something you happens often. I don't know. I know the vomiting is supposed to happen, but I don't know about <laughs> I've got, pooping. I've got the morning diarrhea. 
<laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry for laughing. I never uh, heard of it. That's why it makes me laugh. If it's a real thing, feel free to let my sister know. I'll, her email will be in the account links. She should know before she puts those birthing hips to use. I'm, I'm not going to. A lot of it's just rules. And I, I've said a while back, oh. I'm not going to cover as many rules. Oh, no. I'm just looking at the little side things. I've been looking at the little things on the side. And it says, given the risky things that many horror movie characters do, like riding off to have sex even though there's a chainsaw killer on the loose, it's often assumed that the world they live in doesn't have horror as a genre. They don't know any better because they've never seen a horror movie. This is represented by the ignorant horror popularity option. I like that. I see they have rules for everything. Good rules for covering the genre of horror in general. There's this important things about consent list and the one that I like the most because I like it in real life. The default answer is no. <laughs> it's always no. What do they mean by that? Um, hold on. Monty Cook's really good about putting um, consent lists and, you know, comfortable stuff to make your players more comfortable and the, everybody in the group more comfortable. I normally, our group is pretty willy-nilly. It's pretty much just that. Like, normal, you decide what's safe for you. They're talking about the game, but it should be in real life, too. Um. The default answer is no. It doesn't matter why consent is not given. Nobody has to explain why they're not consenting. There may not be a reason why they're not consenting. There's a spectrum of consent for each topic. It's not up for debate. They can always change their mind about what they are or, or aren't consenting to. And anyone is allowed to leave an, un leave an uncomfortable situation at any time. It's very fair. I am one of the people who I'm okay with most everything in the RPG. Obviously, even if it ain't a close friend of me playing with me, I don't mind what they do. Mm -hmm. But I have a hard rule that I, I do not want a pet, period. I don't want something you can mess with when it comes to pet. I make a fake family up, fine. Mm -hmm. But don't give me a pet because I do get attached to even fictional animals. Yes, agreed. I've never played a, a druid, especially something with a familiar. Yeah. And in one of the memorable horror moments, this one always stuck with me to this day. This still creeps me out. And I'm talking about the old one, not the new one. The new one's kind of creepy, too. But the old one really sticks in my head. The flashback scene in Pet Cemetery with Rachel's sister, Zelda. I, I don't remember it. What happens? A dog? A cat? No, it's not an animal. It's literally just her flashback oh, of her sister yeah and it's so creepy what was wrong with her was it scoliosis or something i don't know if it was scoliosis but she had yeah some sort of disease she had some and, sort of condition yeah i mean he, he it was body horror is mm -hmm. what it was yeah i feel for anybody who might actually have whatever he had in that situation i don't know yeah. if it's real oh the aztec mummy it was made in 1957 but that's a more specific one yeah. If you had to pick one to play, what would it be? Would you play the vampires or would you play one of the other subgenres? Uh, I would probably go with vampires. Though. I would too. You know, there's a whole game called Vampire the Masquerade, though. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't know that. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's, it, it goes into more detail, but um, it's a lot more complicated to run in its own way than Cypher System. So, and it has its own backgrounds and cities and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'd probably stick with Cypher System since I'm. Mm, it's just easier. For me, I have Vampire the Masquerade. I might cover it soon. I'm not sure since it's a lot of lore and I need to absorb all that lore before I try to talk about it. Mm -mm. 
if you think you might like this, I'll put affiliate links to the PDF in the description of the episode from DriveThruRPG. And I'll also add the affiliate link for the core rulebook for Cypher System so you'll be able to play the game if you buy the book. They have a game consent list in the back, a game consent checklist. Oh, oh yeah. Like almost all their books have that now. Actually, almost any modern RPG will have that. If you like what you heard here, we have other podcasts. One is called Leveling Duo. It's a podcast for me and my friend Dakota. Dakota talk about video games we really enjoy. Uh, soon we might start streaming more on Twitch and posting the videos on YouTube as well later. Uh, also, we have Horrific History and Hauntings I do with my sister, Beth. And we talk about exactly what the title says, Horrific History and Hauntings. And a lot of it can be funny in its own way. If you overlook the tragedies that lead to these events or hauntings. We have the YouTube channel up. We have the website that has all of our podcasts on it as well. So if you want to find us on YouTube, you could do that. You could leave comments, like, subscribe. That'd be nice. And if you want to go to the website where all our podcasts are hosted, if you want to, you could leave a tip on any of the podcasts. We would really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to Brother Nose Quest. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. Goodbye. Goodbye.